Welcome to another edition of Making Money. I'm Gord Whitehead, retired broadcaster, along with the financial coach, Ron Hebert, retired portfolio manager. And appropriately enough, this time around on Making Money, we're going to take a look at portfolios. What do you do with them? How do you manage them? Down, how often do you take a look at it? A couple of times a year, right? You have to know what you're yes. investing in. And many people's problems is they treat their portfolio like it's a monolith. But most people have three different portfolios, some only two, but different portfolios have different purposes. Each type has different weightings, different securities, and it requires different tools to make it successful and thus has different amounts of turnover. And we'll discuss these three basic portfolio categories today, what defines the type of security that fits in each of these categories, and then we'll look at the appropriate trading strategies for each type of portfolio. So there's a lot to uh, unpack here. And, uh, you know, if you have a pen, it's probably not a bad idea to take some notes. So how do we segment this portfolio then? How, is that where we start? Ex exactly. That's where we start. And you have three different types of portfolios. The first one, if you're a conservative investor, like most people in the show are, you have what's called, or what I call, your core portfolio. And that's stocks you buy for the long pull. And for most portfolios, that's 75 to, to 95, or even in many cases for retired people that are, that are older, even up to 100%. Turnover on this part of portfolios may be 5 or 10% a year. It's made up of utilities, insurance companies, pharma, beverage, water companies, telcos, those kind of things that you typically buy and hold for a long period of time. People have often taken Warren Buffett's comments, the best holding period is forever. And it's great, but you can't hold everything forever because you're going to find that some of your companies get taken over. Uh, some of your companies are in industries where they become technologically obsolete. I mean, look at Yellow Pages. You're going to find companies where occasionally they get head over heels in debt. General Electric's been around and was just kicked off the Dow Jones Industrial Average, and it was one of the key stocks. It has been there for 100 years. That was, that was for years, Ron, one of the most bulletproof companies you could buy, right? That, that was, if you didn't have General Electric in your portfolio, you were making a mistake. That, for many people, was their entire exposure to industrial companies. And then, you know, you have companies where there's just too many competitors uh, that takes the profit margin out of their business. You know, the airline business might have been good uh, 30 or 40 or 50 years ago, but the airline business is really a tough place to be right now because of, of COVID, because of lack of, of staffing, because of- Cost of fuel. Cost of fuel, because of, well, I mean, just look at the- uh, the number of airlines when you go to the airport. You've, you're, there's hundreds of different small players, a lot of them government subsidized that don't have to make any money. And then you get companies that get greedy and focus on profits and lose track of what uh, qualities is, is all about. A classic certainly is Boeing over the last few years, which has had a lot of trouble. You're going to have stocks in this core portfolio that you still have to trade. So I think the target turnover ratio here is about five to 10% of the portfolio every year. This means that if you had a portfolio of 100% core stock scored, you turn them over every 10 to 20 years. This is not a lot of trading and you're not creating a lot of tax. Okay, you also have one you call the opportunistic portfolio. <laughs> 
Well, many companies are what we call cyclical. In other words, when the economy is doing well, they do well. When the economy sucks, they're not doing very good. And these can often be blue chip companies, but they follow the economy and can have very big springs in, in prices. You know, examples would be oil and gas, uh, home builders, which we talked about last week, forest products, metals, auto manufacturing, and the list goes on. And typically, for a more conservative investor, this area, the opportunistic part of their portfolio is going to be anywhere between about 0 and 25%, depending on how much time they have and how active they want to be. Because these are trading stocks. These are not buy and hold companies. So you buy them when an economic cycle bottoms out, and then you sell them a couple of years later when the cycle's in full bloom. So this part of your portfolio can have 25 to 50% turnover every year, you know, and it helps to, if you're going to be looking at stocks for your opportunistic portfolio, it helps to become a little more conversant with what we call technical trading. In other words, looking at, tar uh, looking at charts to help you determine buy and sell points. So you have to pay attention here. So you do your homework. As we, we've talked about that, you have to do your homework before you buy any stock, right? But especially companies that require specific buy and sell uh, timing, you have to pay more attention. And if you, the type of person who doesn't pay attention to this stuff, A, either let someone else do it for you or stay away from it. Okay, third kind of uh, portfolio. This is, thank goodness, this is a podcast and we're not doing this on live radio because we wouldn't necessarily use this term. You call this the batshit crazy or the speculative portfolio. <laughs> yeah, well, let's just be polite and call it BSC for short. Okay. This is, yeah. Gord, this is the stuff your mother uh, warned you about. These are concept stocks. These have little or no earnings or sales. Uh, most of them end up going to zero. But if things pull off a moonshot, uh, you can hit the ball out of the park financially. Often this is stuff that uh, you hear about through friends. Maybe it's a company that uh, one of your relatives is starting. And normally the, your weighting in this stuff, the BSC part of your portfolio, is 0 to 5%. You're not going to put a lot of money there, but often you're going to get 50% plus turnover in a year. And often if these things are going to go, uh, they, can, they can take off very quickly. So you have to be paying attention. But you want to keep the amount small so you don't destroy your asset base. So in summary... Figure out whether the stock you're planning to buy is core, opportunistic, or BSC. Then you'll know whether it's a long-term hold or a trader. And if you don't know what it is, you won't know what strategy to use on how to make money off of it. So take the time, go through your portfolio, and look at these three categories and categorize your portfolio accordingly. And then you'll know whether it's a buy, a hold, or, you know, a trade. Is this... Can I, this part, this last part, the, the BSC, is this normally the home of day traders? Well, day traders you'll find all over the, the, the map, but these, these, these crazy little speculative companies are certainly, it's, it's the, the home of uh, aggressive, terribly aggressive investors. And sometimes they'll have a promoter involved. So that's where you've got to be really careful, Gord, because the promoter will go out and these companies really don't have a lot of, going for them presently, but the promoter will really pump up their future prospects. And that's where people pile in. Now, uh, a lot of this speculative portfolio was 
if we go back and, you know, I don't like to regurge this over and over again because we've talked about it endlessly, is looking at cannabis stocks. Well, you know, you're in a sector where, where frankly, they, the government was going to regulate them, which is going to make it hard to make money. That's the first warning sign. <laughs> oh, exactly. And yeah. the second one is that there's about 10 times as much acreage devoting to producing this stuff than there is markets for it. So, you know, there was huge overproduction. And then there's the fact that you've got to compete with the black market, which doesn't pay taxes, which uh, doesn't need to uh, have a physical building and hire staff and pay them benefits and things like that. And they can sell it at half the price that you can buy it in a store. And frankly, marijuana has been legalized enough. So a lot of people really like to use it, get some seeds and get a grow lamp and uh, grow it in their condo. So, you know, there's just a lot of areas where you, you, you with, uh, with cannabis, as you watch it go up, you're going, man, this is going to crazy prices. They, the, the, the price of these stocks does not justify um, the economic fundamentals underneath them. So, uh, yeah. And, and of course, it's the traders that made the money off this, the traders that were in quickly and out quickly, and uh, they were using the charts. You know, those people have made a lot of money uh, in, this, in this sector, but they were the agile ones. The ones that bought and hold, they rode it all the way up and all the way down. So there you go. Take some time to analyze your portfolio. How much core do you have? How much opportunity are you seeking? And how much gambling do you want to do? Some sage advice from the financial coach, Ron Hebert. We're back again next week with another installment of Making Money, and this is a big one. This is probably a two-parter, Ron, and this is uh, one I think we can really sink our teeth into. I know I I don't have much use for government these days. <laughs> I just uh, There's a lot of government risk out there, and we're going to tear into it, aren't we? We're going to take a look at government risk because if you're an investor, you have to be able to quantify what your risks are and what the impact it's going to have on your portfolio. And because government has become such a big participant in the economy and manipulates so many things, you have to know the part they're playing and the effect that it can have on your portfolio and the risk you're taking the more and more government gets involved in things. So we're going to be have a lot to unpack here. And so we literally are going to do this show over two weeks. So join us next week. We'll take a look at government risk here on Making Money. If you have a suggestion for a show, I always like to remind you, send it to us at letsmakemoney.ca. That's our website. Or through cfcw.com, our friends there, where we host the show on their platform. And we will address it in upcoming episodes. On behalf of the financial coach, Ron Hebert, I'm Gord Whitehead. We'll talk to you again next week. The information presented is derived from sources believed to be reliable. This material is presented for information purposes only and does not constitute investment advice. Before acting on any investment information, a person should seek advice from an investment professional. The presenters may or may not hold positions in the securities discussed on this show and will not be responsible for any losses sustained from acting on this information.